Welcome to Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau. Janet Atkinson here with you this week, and we are joined by Zach Ducheneau. Zach is the administrator of the USDA's Farm Service Agency. And Zach, you and I have had the chance to interact uh, a number of times throughout uh, the last couple of years, and there's been a, a lot of folks working with the Farm Service Agency, especially over this last couple of years in the Show Me State because of drought. Uh, give us kind of insight. How is FSA keeping up with things? Well, we're doing our best to really make sure we're reaching the bounds of our statutory authority in our programs that are designed to help producers navigate through drought, winter weather, flooding, other natural disaster related events. Specifically, the ELAP program has had some significant enhancements that will really help our livestock producers out there. Want to stress to all of our producers, get to your local office, get an application and get it turned in. Whether the application is approved ultimately or not, having an application that's been turned down gives you the reason. It gives you due process rates, but it also helps us understand the scope of the future need out there that we might not be meeting. So we want you to come in. We want you to talk with us. We want you to share your circumstances because the enhancements we've made in the ELAP program specifically and in the LIP program have been based on feedback from producers just exactly like you. And if we don't stay connected to our producers and get that feedback, we might continue to miss the mark in some of our programs. I know one of your goals whenever you came in with FSA was to try and simplify some of the application process. Have you had some success? We've had some tremendous success in a lot of places. Uh, First and foremost, the farm loan programs. We've taken that application from 29 pages down to 12 pages. And we're working on some fast track approval processes that will help us churn decisions quicker. And we're working on emphasizing to our staff in the field that we can put the best deal on the table to start with. Oftentimes, our staff have been steered towards approaching this more like a commercial lender and shortening up terms, uh, really being more conservative in their approach. We want to go the other way with that. We want to use the opportunity to have this financial relationship with producers to ensure that they can build assets, maybe fund a retirement or refund a retirement, pay themselves a wage, and amass working capital so that when they do take that step into commercial credit, it's not based on how much can I convince commercial lenders to loan me to operate for the next year. It's, I'm bringing this much to the table. I'm going to deposit it in your bank and start a relationship. I think that'll help our producers be more of a stakeholder in that encounter than a passenger. Zach, anybody who's been in agriculture for a number of years, you've probably heard some some farmers or ranchers who may have had what they would say a less than stellar experience with FSA. Uh, You're trying to get those folks to come back to the office, have those conversations again. Uh, Give me a little bit more information on that. Uh, I would offer this. You have not had the opportunity to participate in these programs with the ability to directly email the administrator of the agency if things aren't working out for you and get an explanation from leadership if there's something we can't do. You have that opportunity now. So take advantage of it. Let's continue to build these programs and institutionalize an approach where the producer's needs are put first. So if they've had some trouble and maybe they haven't had any success at getting things through, or maybe the local office said you're not eligible, 
just go ahead and jump on in through USDA. They can look on our website. My email is right there on the website. I know in Missouri, you got a bang up state executive director. Mr. All is concerned about advancing these same initiatives, but feel free to reach out anytime. Well, anything else going on with FSA folks need to know? County committee elections are going on right now. If your name's not on the ballot, someone else's is. They may or may not represent your interests. Get out there and make your vote be counted because your participation matters. What is the value of participating in those county committees? Well, this is one place in the federal government where citizen stakeholders have the opportunity to participate in the program and policy delivery at a local level. It's something that we clamor for everywhere else, and here we have that opportunity. So we should take advantage of it. We should make sure that if we feel as though our voice isn't represented, we're taking that affirmative, active step to get on the ballot next year so that we can ensure that your voice can be heard. So when the election does come around next year, do they just need to go into their FSA office and toss their name in the hat? They can request a nomination form from their local office or do it on our website. We're trying to move more and more into a digital space to accommodate that next generation of producers. But we know, just as sure as you and I are standing here, there's that generation of producers that would rather come in, visit, shake hands. Ideally, we'd have a coffee pot there for them. So we want to make sure that we're balancing that. But all of this is available on our website, too. Now, we're sliding into and through a new year. Uh, whenever you look back on 2023, how would you summarize it? You know, it having the this vantage point, you have the opportunity to see in more than just whatever sector you were in before you got here. Prior to this, I was in Indian country. So as Indian country went, so went the, the year-end message. I think we've done good. I think we've pushed the boundaries. I think we've filled a lot of the gaps that the secretary talked to us about filling when we first came on. Some of the work we've been doing in the IRA distressed borrower assistance is fundamentally life-changing for a lot of our producers. And it signals a much different approach than the federal government took during the farm financial crisis of the 80s. We're keeping producers on the farm, extending ourselves to try to make sure that we can keep them there so that there's an opportunity to transition, to preserve that rural community, that rural heritage, and keep that rural economy thriving. Now, of course, uh, Farm Bill has been extended. Does that bring some comfort to you? It brings some comfort in that we didn't have a partial year extension. Our druthers, of course, like all of the producers out there in the countryside, would be that the decision makers could unite around some issues there and get farm policy for the next four or five years set so that we can start to get back to planning what we're going to do with our production for the next four or five years. And it's important to note that it's not a overwhelming majority that's, that's gumming up the process. There is a lot of bipartisanship in farm bill initiatives still in spite of what's going on. We've just got to make sure that we let our decision makers know we need that done. Well, anything else you want to add? That should be about it. I appreciate your time.
right. Well, again, talking with Zach Ducheneau, he's the administrator of the Farm Service Agency within the U.S. Department of Agriculture, joining us for this week's Digging In with Missouri Farm Bureau.